Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Word with me, here you know BT. No how it go, shout out OCT. No real cut, color what we see. Whole game ready, ball of blitz on three. No, you can't stand on it on two feet. I already know you can't ball with me. Cause I brought up with the squad and me. They get a letter, they callin' me. Ball alert. Ball alert. Ball alert. Ball alert. Ball alert. Welcome to the Ball Alert Show podcast. Available everywhere you get your podcast. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share our YouTube page at Baller Alert TV. I go by the name of Ferrari Simmons. I go by the name, you know, BT. OCT, what up? ATL Jacob in the building. Hey! Y'all say ATL Jacob. ATL Jacob. That's Young Scooter, by the way, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> South side in the building. Now, you were just, you did a light, a light flex on us. You said you were just in the mountains snowboarding. Oh, yeah. I love to snowboard. I love I'm, the snowboard. I love That's how you know you got money. <laughs> <laughs> when you say I love the snowboard. It was crazy because I bought the G-Wagon. I'd never drive it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to drive it there. And um, I got stuck because I didn't know how to turn an all-wheel drive. Okay. <laughs> so, like, you know, those are used the for climbing The man is usually in the glove box, no? No, nah, that's fact. That's fact. It was. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm panicking because we sliding down a little bit. Okay, oh, okay. but it stopped sliding. Then some dude he came by. He was like, "You need help? I got one of these. How you get this stuck? This is impossible to get stuck." And, like, he, uh, and he put it in all wheel drive. I, okay, I drove that bit on the mountain, like on the hill. Well, That's we crazy. appreciate you pulling up on us, sir. Oh yeah, for sure. South side in the building, correct? South side, South ATL. Now you know we gonna get all your business, sir. You, you cool with that? They're cool. Come on. Okay, <laughs> can we take it all the way back now? What was it like for you growing up? Because we, I, I, I really um, want to know your story. You know, like big. It was a neighborhood. You know, I don't know if you heard of. You may have. It was on news all the time. Hickory Lane, on the south side of Atlanta. Like I went to Creekside High School. Creekside, okay. Yeah, you know a lot of that's stars famous. Came that's from famous Creekside. high school. A lot of people came from that like, high school. Like my neighborhood. My neighborhood was lit. Like everybody was out there. Like who came from there? Who came from Creekside? Sierra. Kerry Hilson, Pastor Troy. His sister was my coach, Coach mm-hmm. Troy. Fire. Uh, Playboy Cardi. Oh, 
Wow. I don't know that. It was Eric Berry. This other uh, player, he just got drafted from my class, but I ain't know him. Oh, Huncho. I went to school with Huncho. One time for oh, Huncho. Yeah. One time for Huncho. Yeah, shout out Huncho. I was talking to Lil Baby the other day. He was like, yeah, I remember you. You was bad as hell. He was like, <laughs> Who was you doing? <laughs> so you was a badass kid. I feel I wasn't bad. I was just bored. Okay. Bored. Okay. So like, what was something that you got in trouble for as a kid? Man, um, <laughs> I set a house on fire. Oh Damn! My God. How'd you do that? But my mom, I didn't get in trouble by my mom. I got in trouble by the hood. Oh. You set a house on fire? It was me and all my friends. It was an accident. We was playing with fire. It got too big. We couldn't put it out. We just ran. Man, I think mm. you about to say you skipped school or something. <laughs> he said I set a whole house on now, fire. I never skipped school. I ain't like skipping schools because like, why would I skip school? You was I got to hide from my mama all day outside. And then like, Nowhere to go. I hate. I like skipping school. Yeah, I was in band too. Yeah, you was in band yeah, in school. So. I was gonna say, yeah, you was in the band. Now, what was your instrument that you played in the band? Well, I started off with alto sax. Then I did tenor sax a little bit. Now I did French horn for a year. I did. Um, now I just went over to full percussion. So I did like snare drum, bass drum. Start off with bass drum, quads, timpani, and um, uh, mallets. What was your favorite <laughs> instrument? I guess the alto sax because I was the strongest. Mm-hmm. Well, no, 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 mallets because mall- playing mallets taught me how to play piano. Mm-hmm. Same notes. Yeah, and you also gave back to your band, right? Your school. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I gave them. I think they need like ten thousand, ten thousand dollars, something like that left. So I gave them ten thousand. Oh, that That's was dope. nice. Yeah. Was you always into music uh, growing up? Yeah, since man, since for real, since I can remember, like. Like, it's stuff my son do now my dad say I used to do. Mm-hmm. Like, like he said I, had, I was like five years old. I had a whole rap song called I Just Farted. What? <laughs> How'd that song go? I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> was you, was you making beats effect. in school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In uh, high school, I was on a, making beats on the phone in the middle of class. Mm-hmm. So, like, band mm-hmm. class, around this time, I wasn't really playing instruments as much because now I'm focused on beats. But it's still music. So, so did it, you quit the band? No, nah, I didn't quit. I was okay. still in band. But my um my band director, that's the one you seen on news too, mm-hmm. Mr. Bailey. Yeah. And then I had Mr. Jones too. He'll let me sit in the class and just make beats on my phone all day as long as George. Nothing major came at the time yet though, right? You didn't Hell nah. you didn't place anything. What's yet. crazy? I don't even know if Cardi remembered this. He had listened to one of my beats back then. He said that shit was ass. Uh, <laughs> he told you that? But the reason why you started making beats in the first place is because you was a rapper at first. You wanted to be a rapper and you wanted, you know, your beats to sound a certain type of way. Yeah, I was focused. What was your rapper name? Damn, I just thought about it. I Come never on, had baby, one. No whole back. You ain't never you had no a rapper, rapper name? name? It was like Baby J. Baby oh, J? okay. Yeah. So how'd you, how'd you come up to Playboy Cardi and uh, having him listen to your beat? So he was like... Everybody knew him, like you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like everybody was just cool. So it was like word got around in the in my neighborhood fast that I was making beats. Mm-hmm. So now when mm-hmm. people see me, they like, I want to hear them. So in my head, I'm like, I'm just having fun with them anyway. So man, then I found out he was rapping. So I was like, I got some beats for you. That <laughs> 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 was not it. So what happens next? When does when do you become ATL Jacob? All right, so fast oh, well, forward. Well, oh, well, but yeah, we, am we, I skipping the step? Yeah, we skipping um, the hospital. Oh yeah, yeah, I was in the hospital. Um, Why? This is the real 
making of ATL Jacob, them hospital moments. Okay, yeah. come on. You know, I got Crohn's disease, so it's like a stomach inflammatory disease. Can you, can you explain? I know it's a stomach. How did you know what happened? One night I was at the studio, probably like 12. My stomach was hurting a little bit, but I was hungry. So this is how I found out. Uh, I always had like little stomach pains, but never knew what it was. So I, I remember I ate some Chinese food, then I ate some pizza. Ooh. And I woke up the next day and I was like, down there paralyzed and I threw up everywhere. I had a hole in my intestine. Wow. So they rushed me to the hospital. I was fucked up. I was in the ICU for like a week. That's when I found out it was Crohn's disease, basically. Severe Crohn's disease. I had a blockage, so they had cut out my intestine. It was crazy. So I'm in hospital making beats. Wait, how old uh, were you when you when you found this out? I was 16. Oh, okay. High school. So you're in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Like ninth grade, tenth grade, really? Actually, you know, eleventh grade. In 11th yeah. Grade. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I um, I'm engineering. This still making an ATL Jacob. I found out engineering was for me. I had anger issues. One of the I forgot, it was a little up-and-coming artist. He was like... Got frustrated with him you know how they, You know how they be trying to engineer? Like, they be like, bro, like, talking to you crazy and yeah. stuff. Yeah, like, trying to tell you how to engineer? So, yeah, so they just be trying to... So, shit, I basically bucked on, bro. I, I was for to beat him up. <laughs> like, I done jacked him up. they like, fuck, nigga, I'm not one of them. Like, I may be an engineer, but I'm not one of them, like, little niggas who feel like you push over. And I was, like, turned on them. Then that's why I found an engineering one for me. So. Yeah. Wait, do you remember this rapper? Nah. Are you ATL Jacob yet? Or not yet? Yeah, I'm going by ATL Jacob. You're going by ATL Jacob? Yeah. How'd you come up with that name? Around that time when I got into that fire, I'm watching some Marshall Boomer interviews. I found an older interview that it was like a hard to find interview that nobody could really find. It it had like a thousand views on it Mm -hmm. at the time. And Metro was already big at the time. So he was saying how he came up with his name. He was saying he from the Metropolitan era. And he just added booming, but it used to be beats. So I'm like, shit. I'm from Atlanta, and my name's Jacob. ATL Jacob. <laughs> and that's exactly how I came up with it. Okay, yeah. so you ATL Jacob, and it's actually Casino who introduced you to Future, right? Yeah, I met Casino. Casino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out Casino. Uh, I met Casino. It was at it was at one of his houses. And I'm in there. I seen they had a studio. So I just walked in, started making beats. Rand, don't know who you equipment just, this you is. You just walked in and just started making beats. Because I had it on me, so I'm like. Say less. They walk and start making beats. Did somebody tell you that I'm going to Casino House and pull up or? Yeah. Okay. Um, Rail, my, my boy Rail, he been with me since Hickory Lane days. So, so you already came ready when you when you walked in. You kind of knew it was your opportunity. Yeah, I already knew it was Casino House. Yeah. Like, I bet. I'm like at this time, like I feel like my beats fire. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, they gonna hear these beats. They gonna be like, who is this making these beats? So started making the beats. Um, Casino walk in. He just walked by, and then he walked back again, walked by, and then finally peeked his head in, like, who you with? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, I go by Jacob, ATL Jacob. And he like, man, you hard. Place a beat. I got to sign you. And he was like, you got to meet Future. So probably like a week later. I ain't think it was going to be that fast. A week later, he took me to the studio with Future, and I met Future. And it been we've been going since then. How'd you meet him? What was that first meeting like? Um, well, I was sleeping on the couch, so. On his couch? It was a couch at the studio. Okay. It was at, at this time, it was 11th Street. Well, it's still 11th Street now. So I just woke up, and he was right there, like, trying to dap me up. I didn't know if he, 
<laughs> when you woke just, up, it was like, wait, is this future? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't listen to it like fifth, fifth right. grade. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so like, yeah. It's crazy. I was telling Gucci Walk the same thing. I was like, bro, I got in trouble for senior year songs in elementary school. Wow. I knew my kitchen in fifth grade. So when you met you met Future, your your first reaction was just like, man, this is this is Future. Or were you looking at like, oh man, this is my chance, this is my opportunity. Like, I had doubt him up. So then I'm hearing the beats that he playing in his session. Well, well, no, because he when I first met him, he didn't let me come in his room for like I say like three months. And he'll come in casino room but he playing the shit in the casino room and I'm comparing it to my beats I'm like damn he not even ready for my beats <laughs> but we ended up doing the song the day we met don't have that song to this day but oh, we man. did the song the day we met so you were signed to casino right And but you were working with Future so by the time I signed to Future it was Future and Casino together okay so both of them just signed you up uh, together under free bands or yeah under free bands at the time okay what happens next I know that I know your phone going crazy yeah people calling from like school and stuff cause, <laughs> cause you know in high school I ain't never like cause I met future in high school so I ain't never like brag like y'all yeah, just with future last night I ain't never did none of that I ain't never asked for a picture I mean 25 you ain't that you ain't that old so this is not that <laughs> this is not that long ago yeah you know, five years six ago. years ago yeah but you had no, records with no, Dirk seven. and Meek at the time, too? Uh, I met all of them through Future. Right. Oh, By being dope. in his sessions, then I, I, know, I just know how to, I always knew how to work my move. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Dirk right there? Bet, I'm going to push up on him. At, I know a moment when to push up on the artist. What's the moment? So, like, at that time when I met Dirk, um, Dirk, uh, he was coming out of Future Room. And he was in the, I think he was on the phone with his, with his people right there too. So huh. soon as he hit in, I walked up on him like, <laughs> shit, bro, I'm ATL Jacob. I be making Pluto beats. You know, every rapper, they like, oh, you make future beats? Bet. That's the layup. Yeah. That's the layup. <laughs> so bet. We went straight into the room, me and him in the casino. Uh, started recording. I'm turning into an engineer that night. So you turned into <laughs> an engineer. Dirt was getting frustrated. I'm like, hey, bro, I ain't no real engineer. You got to chill. <laughs> I went ahead and let him know. At this time, you were like maybe 17, 18? No, at that time I was, yeah, 18. So uh, were you already in a relationship? Did you have kids already? No, I had no kids. Okay. I was, um, uh, it was a girl I was dating in high school, but we was, she had lived with me, so it was like, we was breaking it off anyway. Oh, you were breaking it off as you were becoming ATL Jacob? Yeah, but not because of ATL Jacob. It was just because of, you know, relationship problems. So mm-hmm. I needed to focus anyway. Okay. I'm going to be real. Like, at that time, like, I was a hoe, a big hoe. So <laughs> I was, I'm thinking these type of girls, like, the best girls I could ever see in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, Future, I'm seeing, like, the baddest shit ever. In my mind <laughs> at that time, it's, like, the baddest shit ever. So I'm going crazy. I ain't even cap. Was this before you went on tour Future or after? <laughs> tour was what changed it. So... It was it was actually the day after I graduated. Okay. Okay. Salute. Yeah. Did you attend the graduation first, at Oh yeah, I went to graduation. Uh, you know, Future and Casino they paid my graduation fees and stuff too. Oh. Oh, that's dope. Salute. Yeah. So I graduated then. Your gift was to go on tour. Nah, I actually caught him off. See, that when you work your move. Mm. (laughs) I knew. I knew Future was like in a zone, super zone. So he just agreeing in. I'm like, hey, it's cool if I go on tour with you. He's like, yeah, come tomorrow. 
See, that's the work you're doing. <laughs> you teach it, you teach it. So wait, you that's came, so you just put yourself on tour. So what did you do on tour? We'll be right back with more of the Baller Alert Show. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to a special edition of the Baller Alert Show. It's ATL Jacob. Y'all really like this conversation? Like, comment, subscribe. I got a crazy life. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, tell us a crazy story. Yeah. Back then, like, like my kids are three weeks apart. Like, my life always. Oh, we been get into that because I'm, you know, but but first we on the tour bus. What happened? I'm new on the tour, so I'm the girl recruiter. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm 18. I'm the one who recruiting the girls from the from the from the from the stands. 
how do you know so which it's a one? Type. Do they you know what they like or Oh, I just based it on what I like. <laughs> what? <laughs> I yeah. thought you was about to say, yeah, casino like these type of girls, future like these type of girls, so that's why he said I'm going to get what I like. Yeah, I just got everything I like, man. Bon appetit, like, you know. How many girls would you have to pick a night? So it wasn't based off a number, it was just like a space on the cause we have four buses, so you know, obviously my bus was the party bus. Mm-hmm. So it would be like based off of that. So, um, future, you, he's never on the buses. He'll be by the time his show in, he'll probably don't took a jet to a whole nother state. Oh, so he wasn't on the bus? No, nah, this all for the entourage. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, this one for him. Yeah, I don't, yeah, future's not on the bus. He's on the he's on the jet. Yeah, he on the jet. Find way the bus. Wait, is for but the you entourage. didn't pick a girl for him to, to go on the jet. Nah. Okay. He probably you know it's him. Mm-hmm. So I uh probably do like ten to fifteen girls. Now, can we can we go there? <laughs> where ATL, the father? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, so where did, when did you become a father? Yeah, ATL, can we talk about ATL Jacob the father? So, so y'all know the song "Never Stop" from the Wicked album, Wizard song. album, Wizard. Wizard I'm sorry, Wizard, album. not Wizard. Yeah, Never mm-hmm. Stop. The intro on there. The day we made that, I made the beat, and as I'm making the beat, that's when I found out my daughter, my, I was having a daughter. Mm-hmm. Well, not I didn't know she was a girl, but that's when I found out she was. Your baby mama was pregnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we made that song that night. And then weeks later, you know, I found out. <laughs> so wait, when, my, was this off the tour? Like, how did you meet this young lady? Oh, I went to school with her. Oh, okay. So you Both came back. Yeah, what's the situation <clears throat> with that? Like, I'm going to be real. Like, I wasn't ready. So I was like, bro, I ain't ready. So mm-hmm. like, that was an argument of ours. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I right, bet. I'm going to get shorty pregnant. Whoa. So I got her pregnant on purpose. Okay. That's such a Sagittarius now, thing to do. Okay. Such a Sagittarius. So spontaneous. Bruh. Like, bro. You set yourself <laughs> up to be stressed out. Bruh. That sounds stressful. So I don't know what I was thinking. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Stay with me. <laughs> How was it dealing with the pregnancy? Did you do the maternity photos or anything like that? Or? You know, like... It was so stressful. I ain't talked to one, he, he and I barely he, talked to the other one uh, during the pregnancy because it was too much. I was trying to work, okay. so I'm like, I can't let this like take over me, and this is what I need to take over. So you ignored them their whole pregnancy. One of them I ain't talked to the whole pregnancy. The other one, I, uh, man, we was like, it was just on and off the whole pregnancy. It's toxic. But um, I told them I was messing with both of them. They already knew. Okay, so I already knew that part. Yeah. So okay. did Future give you any any advice during this time? He said, man. First thing he said, he's like, bro, you tripping. <laughs> he said, don't be like me. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, we was at his studio. He was like, don't be like me. I'm like, man, it's too late. I got two on the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we walked in the studio and made more music. Look, get that money. Right. So right. did she put you on child support? Did both of them put you on child support immediately? Nah, you know, I'm active in my kids' life, but, you know, one of them, I'm just... One of them, I'm just um, in the mode of just what it's called, like when you're figuring it out. With um, you, more you know, one of one of them I don't talk to at all. The uh, baby, one of the baby the mamas. Mama. I'm fixing the other one right now. I'm trying to work that out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ferrari yeah. might have some advice for you. <laughs> Y'all like five. But five, I mean, if they didn't five. even put him on <laughs> child support, uh, right? Now, both of them, right? They probably trying. Cause she could have been spiteful. Oh, very spiteful. <laughs> well, I do. I do Both, hope you, we all was young, so all of us was spiteful. I was definitely spiteful. I do hope you fix that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah always, I'm working on it. It's always a bonus it, to. You know, I always think about like you never know when somebody gonna leave the earth. So I'd be like, man, I don't be wanting to hold no grudges against people 
that I know I need. Not say I need her in my life, but she got my kids. So it's like mm-hmm. I kind of do until mm-hmm. they get older. So you had three kids. So where did, when did the last one come into play? <laughs> <laughs> I got tricked. How? Man, you got man. tricked. She tricked me. That's how toxic it was. She blocked me from her mama's phone. Cause I was telling her, then this t- is a spunk block. Wait, which baby mama? Oh, was I was, this? I was at, the, at that time. I was still messing with him at that time. Both okay, this your first baby mama, the one you went yeah. and so you have so, two kids from one that you're not talking to. Yeah. Oh, let's leave the story out. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> she walked me for her mama's phone, and then uh, she blew me up like, but whole story. I'm telling you. Master manipulator. Shout out to all Aquarius. Y'all the master manipulator. Hey, 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 now. Wait, chill out. Shots fired. I am an Aquarius. Chill out. Man, okay. she... So she called me, like, crying, like, my mama put me out. Can you come get me? I'm like, for real? And at this time, I'm like, damn, where they gonna go? Because I didn't want no more. Well, I wanted the kids, though. I ain't want her over. I'm like, damn. So I'm like, man, all right, y'all can just stay here for a couple of days. So they stay, a couple, they stay in my house for a couple of days. I wasn't touching that at first. And then, you know. Then, like, you know, they over there. It's like, so that's how it started back. That's how she got pregnant again. But to kind of find out, I found out she blocked me from her mom's phone because I ended up having a conversation with mom. I was like, yeah, you blocked me. You can't. Oh, fuck. Can y'all <laughs> block out the name? Okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm Yo, a, I'll that's our producer. Yeah, you, you I was like, you can't show it out. And uh, she was like, no, I didn't. Uh. She's like, I never kicked her out. She just told me she was going to go live with you, and you tell them to come live with you. I said, I've never said nothing like that in my life. Then I, I said, let me see her phone. You you blocked me. She said, I, ne-. She said, I don't even know how to block people on this phone. <laughs> so I went up thing, I was blocked. She said, that girl blocked you from my phone? She was mad. She called her. Dang. Did, did she admit it? Yeah, she admitted it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the Aquarius. What's your other baby mama? Virgo. Virgo? Ooh. On the worst signs ever. All right, so <laughs> can we can we go to let's uh, go back to work. Let's go back to, we go back to work. Let's get back to work. <laughs> uh, to me, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, when Super Gremlin came out, yeah, that might be because outside of Future, I think that might be one of your biggest commercial hit records. I'm pretty sure you have other ones, and you have oh, more yeah. now. At that time, I'm just saying, like initially, because. The your tag is part of the song that people say, right? In other songs, maybe, maybe not, maybe so. But in Super Gremlin, they have to say, "Hey, to you, it's part of the song, right?" It's it, part just, of, it just sounds right. Part yeah. of the lyrics to the song, if, if if I could set that up properly. Yeah. How did that song change you? Did it change you? What happened to you? It changed my way of thinking of music. It changed me musically. Uh, Super Gremlin. It's cause like just the way the Kodak beat needed was that made. at the time. At that time, too. it was perfect. Just cause of what he was going through with in his life, then the song. You know, I always say that's what makes a hit. It's not the song, how good it is. It's a lot of good songs. It's about the 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 moment in time and what the song is about in that moment of time. Like, mm-hmm. like mask off was still relevant because of COVID. You know, like so. It changed me because it made me think of like, damn, if I, that's like the biggest thing I went, what else can I do? And it just made me explore. So take us to the studio session. How was it in the studio with Kodak Black uh, during Super Gremlin? He took like eight hours to pull up to the studio. 
Damn. Damn. You did you wait for the whole eight hours? I was in there working anyway. Okay. Cause my session. So I'm like, man, been eight hours. I'm finna dip. So I drive off. And he, he like, pulls up. He like, I'm ten minutes away. Shit, I turn around. I like and hooked on my stuff so fast. I like I never left. Okay. And then he walked. <laughs> he walked in. Man, you a hustler, man. I, I I respect the uh the grind and the hustle. You know, even at this level, because I feel like a lot of people in this industry don't understand how important that is. You know, like Facts. some producers would have been like, bro, I'm future producer, bro. Like I ain't about to wait on nobody. I'm not coming back. And that end up being a hit record. Facts. Not only that, you got to work on the Donda project. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was super motivating. That changed me musically a lot, too, because now, like, I don't just look at... Uh, I, I feel like... Like, it make you open up to, like, damn, a lot of the music I hear do sound the same. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and that's why, like, you hear on Nicki Project, I go, like, still rap, but a whole different route than, you know, Future Project, I go a whole different route, whatever. What was some of those lessons that you learned from Kanye West during that Donda time? Um, the the song is never done. Mm. <laughs> the song is never done. That's dope. Facts. Working with Kanye, it was like so many creatives. I I can't work like that. Like with so many people around, he got a lot of producers around. Yeah, like everybody. Mm-hmm. I always need my own space. That's mm-hmm. why I never do camps or like mm-hmm. producer camps or writers camps because mm-hmm. I can't work like that. Like. I won't get nothing done. I, I most likely, like, I did a camp before, and I just, I was there, I vibed out, <laughs> and I left, and then by the time I left, I'm like, damn, why did I leave? Mm. Like, that's what a camp do, it just pushes me out. I need my own space, so can't make sure I have my own room, and he'll just come in there, you know, vibe out, probably, like, freestyle. I had to, I had to trick him to come to the studio one night, when we, around the time, like, we, when we first started working, because he was... You know, he was going through his life stuff with uh, his his ex fiance. I mean, his ex wife. So I uh, I was like, man, let me let me give what kind of food he like. So his assistant, she told me type of food. I bought. I got the chef to make every type of food he like at the studio. I'm like, I got this, that, everything. He like, bet. Pull up to the studio, <laughs> eats. He played like two songs and dip. <laughs> <laughs> what was on the menu? What did he like to eat? It, you know, he was on the keto keto diet, so it was like mm-hmm. lamb, like lamb chops, uh, every all chicken. It was, yeah, it was French chicken. fries. Yeah, uh, some some seafood, all type of stuff. So he ate good and then left. Ate good. He, he ain't gonna lie. He jammed out with a few songs and then he dipped. Oh, he's wow. like he's like. Let me run to the car real quick. And then and he, he left. Came back. <laughs> he hit you with the Rick Ross. I've definitely said that before. He said, "Let me go to the car real quick and left." I know you was like, "Cause I think he had a phone call or something." He's like, "I'm gonna take this call." So I'm just in there just waiting. Me and his engineer. He he never came back in. I'm like, that's crazy. Maybe bro. one thing led to another. That's something I'll be doing. I just, <laughs> I'll be back. Okay, uh, so. One of my favorite records of 2023 was Wait For You, uh, Future's record. 22 and 23. 22 and 23. Um, A couple people passed on that beat. So, it was crazy. I ain't going to say, so. Because the Thames Thames is a sample, correct? Right. So, even though she's featured, it's a sample. Did you do the sample? Yeah, that was Breakup Era. So, you know, that was. From YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I got this. I was listening to it on YouTube all the time, you know. 
Who'd you break up with? Uh, the Aquarius or the Virgo? Oh, no, I wasn't dating them. This was a, a whole other girl. Okay. Oh, was it a female rapper that we know about? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Rhymes with Ali. <laughs> Callie. Yeah, that's the time me and Callie broke up. So it's like, I was listening to that song. You was telling her she, you away for her? Such <laughs> 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 a Sagittarius. I will wait for you. How many beats did she pass up? But go ahead. Oh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> passed up on a lot of beats. But yeah, that was the time we broke up. So I, uh. You <laughs> was in your feelings. <laughs> yeah, I was in my feelings. So that was a song list too. And I was like, man, I got to make this a beat. Just yeah. so happened. Um. F and Z, they huge producers for out of Australia, but they live in LA. They chopped it up for me and sent it to me. I was like, damn, this is crazy. So then I ended up re-chopping it and I made it into a beat. And then, of course, Future had it first. That's I gave him that beat same night I made Love You Better. Uh, he recorded to Love You Better and skipped Wait For You that night. I was like, damn, because it threw me off. Mm -hmm. um, then like, I gave him, I showed him Wait For You again. I think it was because there was too many people around he couldn't record it. Mm. Mm. Then, uh, so, I had a session with Moneybag. I was like, Moneybag would sound good on this. So I gave it to Moneybag. Moneybag was like, this is a hit. I'm going to do this. But I guess he had to think on it so long. Fast forward, maybe a month or two later, Future called me like, bro. He called me five in the morning like, who is this singing on this sample? I'm like, what you talking about? He like, man, listen to it. And he playing me the song, Wait For You. No, he's just playing the beat, Wait mm -hmm. For You. No, I'm like, oh, that Tim's. But it, I didn't know that it was still going to count as a sample because mm. I never really sampled. But I haven't sampled before. Mm. Well, yes, I did with the Supergirl, but I haven't sampled a YouTube song before. So I'm like, I'm like, it should be good. The video off of YouTube, we should be good to clear it. He's like, bro, this is a smash. Don't ever show nobody this beat again. <laughs> <laughs> so he don't know that. Money Man had it. So oh, Money Man told him. So, so he never did Moneybag ever record? Nah, he didn't. I, okay. So I, well, he probably did. I think he did. So I called Moneybag like, hey. Drake the board's mission. Drake not even on it yet. I just tell him that. Like, hey, Drake and Future on this song. So <laughs> we might. He like, damn, bro, you gave away the beat. I'm like, man, you know, Future got every beat I got already. He just went ahead and did it after he skipped it. You kept it 100? I called him, let him know that. So him and Future in the studio, he still play Future the song. Oh! Because he trying his hardest I'm to like, get the wow. record. wow. I mean, it's a hit song. Shit, I would too. He trying to get on it at least. Yes. He'd be like, like Future, what, what, what Pluto say? He called me so fast. <laughs> oh, no, no. no he, he texted me while he was in there. He's like, in here with money back. He just played the Wait For You record. What the WTF. What, what the fuck? <laughs> oh. I'm, like, I'm like, I just told this man, don't. So yeah, what'd yeah. you do? What'd you say? I'm like, shit, he been had that. No, no, no. I called him after he left. I'm like, shit, bro, been had that. He like, hell nah, man. You finna give away a hit record. I'm like, bro, he had that one after you skipped the beat twice. He told him, bro, I ain't skip it. You skipped the beat. <laughs> <laughs> so That's then y'all was going to have Kanye West on it, right? Yeah, that was the idea. Um, Kanye wanted to change too much. He changed the beat. He took all the drums out. He pitched. The, he did a lot to it. Yeah. Did he ruin the record? Did he ever do a verse on it? No, never <laughs> okay. recorded. But did he ruin the record first? It didn't sound. Yeah, it, it, it didn't sound to the liking of my ears. Yeah, I'm or sure. future ears. Mm -hmm. Or so y'all yeah. was like, Kanye will call you back. Yeah. Then <laughs> was crazy after the record came out. He called me like, I want to put out my version. Wait for you. Is oh. it cool? 
So I call uh, Future. Uh, I'm like, Kanye said you want to put out his record. He said, shit, the record out. He could put out whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> so did he put out his own? No, he didn't. Oh, okay. So how did Drake come about? <laughs> um. So we was this at this time. Future vocals on it on he on both verses. We trying to get it cleared. Tim's wouldn't clear the song. Mm. Oh, like, they just completely said no. Damn. So uh, Future pulled in his relationship with Drake was like, can you get the song clear? You know, like you try. So me and Drake, we at the house going through songs. Quick flex. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> you <laughs> and Drake. Drake. Yeah, we just at the house going through songs. And, you know, Wait For You was one of them. He, I was picking out songs for him to do, well, songs that me and Future done that I was giving to him for, you know, one of them was, no, not Wait Two Sets and One At A Time This After. But one of them was, uh, uh, I'm On One. It, even though it's not my beat, if I like the song, I'm gonna still give it away. <laughs> so, you know, wait, few was in there. It was a couple other songs. So, he, uh, I never seen Drake record, by the way. But he ended up calling Tim's. You know, they was talking. Duh, duh, duh. She wanted him on a song too. So, she, uh, he got on. He was gonna get on it anyway because he liked it. Mm-hmm. And that's how that came about. So oh. Drake had to call Tim's and be like, "Hey, man, yeah, like, smash, like, don't clear this." Cause you said it was it, and it was already cleared. Yeah, cause I didn't know. I ain't, but, but y'all won a Grammy though. That's oh, big. Yeah. So that's big. To that. yeah. that's big. That's big. How did that feel? Cause you was on the um, you got the clip and everything. Like you got to speak on the stage. Yeah, y'all, y'all know like in Hunger Games when they count down, that that, that, <laughs> just that nervous is five, four, mm-hmm. three. That's how I felt as they was calling the names out. And then it was like in the world go to it felt like that Hunger Game moment like everything froze and you just heard wait for you. So by the time I was, I'm glad the camera went on me. I stumbled a little bit because I was like, damn, for real? I'm really <laughs> finna walk up? And I just started walking up. I wanted to call Future on stage, but he was on. Um, I think he was like doing rehearsing or something. He was mm-hmm. doing something. Do you have your Grammy? Do you have it? So it sadly to? to the producer They don't give away The physical okay. Grammy You can't They don't or, You can't no, They one? sent me a little Sheet of paper you I got What I got 10 of those papers I don't even I don't know paper So Same. but can you order it I tried to order I tried to call The actual company That makes it They said I'm sorry We only make these For the recording academy That's why oh. like, I pay you I pay you double Or whatever they paying you For one on That's like Nah we can't do it uh. I, I, I got up to $10,000 They don't do it I was like wow Future couldn't get you one I wonder that's a good question. Because he got two Grammys. Shout out Pluto, man. He got two Grammys. Did you ever talk to Tim's and said, uh, you know, I'm glad you cleared the record? <laughs> I talked to her at um, the Grammys. I was like, I'm ATL Jacob locked in with her manager. I was like, I would love to work with you. I felt like she was a, like personally, I felt like she was a little irritated with the with the Wait For You song. But Why you say that? I don't know. I feel like, because you know how sometimes... I have I spoke to artists and they always said, "Well, somebody was up on my record. I'm charging." So I understand it. I felt like since her record was new, she was probably like, "Wow," because you know the song wasn't old. Correct. It was like a year old. Mm-hmm. And that version you. sounds completely different than kind of how you sampled it too, which yeah. was a dope dope job by you, by the way. Appreciate it. I um, I felt like she was a little irritated at the fact. I feel like she think it was gonna shed the light off of her original song. But no, it made the numbers go crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I told her, like, you ain't got to thank me, nothing. No. Not, you know, you know, no, like crazy. But I was like, you ain't got to thank me or nothing. Like, I just want to work. Right. And we never got locked in. 
Oh, Y'all crazy. never got She'll like see that. this probably. Yeah, like hopefully she sees this. Yeah. Maybe. Shout out to Tim's, you know? Yeah. I love her voice. Crazy. Yeah, she's dope. Um, How did the Grammy change your career after that? You know, after that Grammy, like, it be feeling like, damn, like, you got to, um, like, a cheat code to the game. Because, like, buddy, I got a Grammy. Like, <laughs> what do you mean I can't charge you 100000 Woo. <laughs> so it'd be like conversations change. Yeah, but like, I know what I'm doing. Like, yeah, because like how that came, how the whole thing came about. Future album, like Future asked me like, what you want for your birthday, and I was like, shit, I don't want nothing. You gotta give me nothing. Let me do your album. That's mm-hmm. what I told him. And it came about with that, and first number one record, and first Grammy came out of. What was that first million? Uh, I was, I think, 20. No. When was I in London? 19. So I had my first million. I was 21. Mm-hmm. You was in London? Yeah, I was in London. No, I was in London when I hit my first 100,000. Oh, gotcha. I was 19. So it was two years from that, two years later from that. So I hit my first million. First million, I was like, damn, it's really in my account. Blew the whole check. Wait, what? <laughs> what, did, what did you what? do? What? Not instantly. Oh. Not, not instantly. I just. In one day. Just business and business, taxes, all of that blew it. What your team had to tell you, be like, hey, just because you got one million on account. I never had a team before. Oh, you don't have a team? I never had a manager. I got a team now. Oh, got you. That I graciously built. You know, Mm -hmm. people came, people went. But at that time, I had, it was literally just me. No manager, no, no, I never had a manager before. Mm -hmm. I mean, I want a manager, but I just feel like, Everybody that try to manage me, they try to just manage the things I have. like That you already have going on. Like, man, yeah. don't give me something that I and don't like, have. Yeah, or it'll be like conversations like um, they want to manage me. I'm like, all right, cool. We can, we can start something. Then they be like, well, I need a percentage of everything you make. Damn. And I'm like, Damn. I'm like, you ain't bringing in everything I make. So it'd be like that differentiate everything. So I'd be like, well, maybe I just don't need one right now. Or maybe the right one will come later. Because it ain't like I got a problem. Giving the percentage of everything. It's just like it gotta be worth it. Why would I lock in? Why would you why would you get married before you date? So it's like, yeah. I was <clears> gonna <throat> ask that too, you know, when you got signed with Casino and you know you did the deal with Future, um, how did you acquire like a lawyer and and to look over your contract and things like that? Well, I was still learning at the time, so the secret I learned was to get two lawyers. Not at that time. At that time I had one lawyer. Mm-hmm. I had a lawyer that uh, they helped me get basically, and I already knew because I'm no dumb nigga. Like I could read contracts too, so mm-hmm. not as like the lawyer, but like certain shit in there, mm-hmm. I know what it means. So I knew that my my deal wasn't the best deal, but I knew that it could be worse. So I'm like, I right. so I literally had to force myself to sign, but I knew how to get out of that deal. What was the deal in the first deal? Nothing that nobody would really want to sign, but I knew that by me taking that chance was going to put me in a better position. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like so, you didn't own none of your publishing or? No, nah, I wasn't even publishing. It was just it was just a producer deal. So like mm-hmm. my beats was I, I, like 20 beats for like $10,000, okay. something like that. Like So I then percentages was like crazy, but I knew like shit. I'm like, shit, I'll take them couple songs, them 20 songs in because I know what I'll do with it. Cause I believe in myself, so I went ahead and signed it just because I'm like, see if they get a deal like this on beats, they gonna want to use my beats all the time. And Future did use my beats all the time, so I'm like, I bet. Boom, got my songs up, 
So we doing a publisher there. This the smart thing. All the big all the big people finna hate me for this. Uh oh. So <laughs> so I uh in my publishing deal, I'm like, I made it where my publishing deal void out my producer contract. So I get all my percentages and everything back. How'd you oh. do that? Put in an agreement. With, I did a publishing deal with Future. And, and you got like, them to agree to that. Yeah. Good and deal. it's like, because it, I didn't, they didn't have first right to, choose, to do my publishing car. I could have went to someone else if I wanted. I'm like, shit, that's my brother. Like, let's both, we let, if, um, if you're doing a contract and everybody's satisfied, then it wasn't done right. I mean, no one will ever be satisfied. But if everybody don't like something in the contract, then it's a good contract. Mm. That's hey, that's a gem. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I do want you to break down why you have to have two lawyers though for me. Sometimes you'll have a lawyer that you that you paying a percentage. Sometimes you might not. It depends on you and how you like to work. So you'll have a lawyer, your main lawyer, who you using for everything. Then you have a backup lawyer for like you just pay him out of your pocket. Like a couple hundred, whatever. Read over this and explain it to me. And like, what is it? Got it. Yeah. Mm. To basically proofread your other lawyer, like what they put in. It's to watch what he's, what he doing. Yeah. Checking the checker. Yeah. Mm. Did uh, Future ever give you any adv- financial advice? <laughs> yeah. When I hit my, I think I hit my first hundred thousand. Cause like, by that time I'm making a hundred thousand. I kept. It's like the money was fluctuating tremendously. So I'm like. I'm like, bro, how did, when you was making your money, like, how did you save, like, and not spend it? He told me I was going to go broke anyway. He said, everybody do it when they first get money. You know, bro, you can't even stop it if you try. Because I was trying to and it wasn't working. I was just <laughs> spending. So he was like, what he did, he'll, every 10000 he got, he'll put away six and spend four. Hmm. So I'm like, well, that's smart. And I tried that. <laughs> it didn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> My money wasn't coming in fast enough. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he got shows and everything. I ain't, I ain't have shows. You don't have shows. At the time. At the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so what would you blow your money on? You know, I'm a helping person. So, like, it'll be a lot of people from, like, the hood or whatever. So I need help. I'm like, bro, I ain't got it. They be like, bro, it be like symphony. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I send some. Or, like, family. Not, I ain't gonna say family. I ain't. They barely need help, but like when they do, you know, I help out or whatever. I think I had bought my mom a car. No, I bought her that car before that check actually. So it's like just yeah, miscellaneous shit. Yeah, I know you a helping person. I seen you at Magic City. You was helping out a lot of <laughs> single mothers in there. We'll be right back. Stay tuned with more of the Baller Alert Show. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. 
To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. (sighs) Good one, Dad. (sighs) Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to a special edition of the Baller Alert Show. It's ATL Jacob. Y'all really like this conversation? Like, comment, subscribe. So I've been seeing you, uh, you've been uh, having Zay HD around you, man. What y'all got going on? If you fire, like, I just think you fire. Zay, definitely super creative. He just give me that nostalgic feeling in his music. And it's just like, like even like we we go to meetings at labels, you know, um, like he just was playing me. I'm just smiling, like jamming, like, oh my. Uh-huh. Cause like, the music just fire, like. So I just genuinely, you know, fought with Zay. You know, that was one of future dancers. Yeah, I know. I was I was gonna get to that. So I, uh, the artist we talking about, he actually from my hometown. He from Little Rock too, and um, he was telling me about ATL Jacob. He was like, man, we just running around New York working, and I was like, damn, that's that's dope. And he was he used to uh, be on tour with Future um, as one of the dancers, and now he's an artist. Mm. Is he signed to your label? Nah, okay. he just his own entity, but we uh we still work just because mm-hmm. I like him as an artist. Okay. Yeah. But you have your own label, <clears throat> uh, Wicked Money Family. Is that your label or? No, nah, I departed from that. Okay. Um, I got my own. It's called Trim Records. Okay. So like T R I M M M Records. Where that name came from? Cause I'm overly trim, like you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Uh, you you can sign artists. Like, what are you looking for for I trim? Do everything. Uh, so. New artists I'm working with, not just under Trim, but you know, just working with. I got um, Alabama Barker building her up. She fire. Okay, uh, Travis Barker's daughter. Yeah. Okay. Working on working on putting some stuff on her out, and then been working with. You never heard them yet. 
but he crazy. His name Javor. Mm-hmm. He that's Akon's one of his sons. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, he's one of the ones. He gonna kill the industry. Mm-hmm. Like music, crazy. He could literally do anything. His references be crazy. I'm like, <laughs> hand on my head. Like, man, this is crazy. Like, he one of the ones. So working on him too. Mm-hmm. Have you been having uh, label meetings? Labels been calling you trying to. You know, nah, because I haven't really announced the label yet. This is my first time speaking on it. Oh, this is your first time speaking on it? Yeah. Okay. They about to come calling now. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, I mean, you're 25 now, and, uh, you know, all your kids is thriving and things like that. You're still working on the relationships and stuff. Yeah. Uh, With all your experience thus far, how is dating life for you right now? I mean, it's cool. I'll be like, I'm super duper picky with women now, like. You know how I said back then I was wilder. Mm-hmm. Now, like, I'm so picky. Like, I even, like, take moments because, like, to travel back around the time me and Kylie broke up, I went celibate after that. And that's when I made, like, I made Wait For You. I made Super Gremlin and all of that after we, like, I made Super Gremlin two days after we broke up. So it's like, so yeah. I went celibate at the time. So I seen what that do for me. So now, like, I be going celibate, like, sometimes three times a year. <clears throat> and like I just make the craziest music ever Every time Why y'all broke up? You know relationship stuff like uh, I mean we'll speak from time to time now Like you know say what's up Like she cool but just. Did you cheat on her? I mean of course Dang <laughs> why you had to say it like that? <laughs> Said, of but I did, but did I do it respectfully? I thought yes. I thought black men don't cheat. How, how do you how do you to cheat? Me it wasn't how do you cheating. cheat respectfully? Cause like the girls I was seeing, like no one you can't talk shit about my girl. Like they'll know I got a girl. I'm very upfront, super. So like they'll know I got a girl. Like so, Callie knew you was cheating. Nah, until that wasn't upfront. No, no, no. I'm talking upfront with the other girls. Uh. At this time, <laughs> now, but no, this is but it was a learning experience because I was 21, 22 at the time. So now. Now it's like different. Like I don't even. Young Sage. I don't give. I don't care about none of that now. Like you care about making. But money. I mean, when you yeah. went, when when you took a break from the dating scene and went celibate, like, did you think that y'all would get back together? Um, I didn't want to get back together. At, at first, I did. Like it'll be months where like I'll be like, we should get back together. Then then I'll be like, no, I don't want to get back together. Then she'll come to me like. We should get back together. Then she'll go back like, no, I don't want to get back together. And then it'll be like just back and forth. Dang. Man, yeah. So it, it was that. It was ongoing like every month like mm-hmm. that. Every like for like a year straight. Damn, Do that's Do you ever time. see y'all getting back together in the future? Uh, I don't think so. I think we just cool. Good friends. Yeah. Yeah. You got them new things in your DMs now. <laughs> 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 you have any celebrity crushes out there? Not celebrity crushes, but you know, uh, oh no, no, no! I like um, Tyler. She hard. Okay. As a person, you know, music like just in her interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I want to say a crush though. You know, Drake didn't already follow her, man. I think it's too late. Oh. <laughs> I think I think it's hey. too late. I think he already slid in the DMs. <laughs> it ain't no telling, man. But I ain't really too pressed over like industry girls or nothing like. You like regular? Just because I know, like, at the end of the day, they're entertainers. So it's like, their job is to entertain. So, like, who truly want their girl? What man, what real man, alpha male, like, really want their girl out there 
entertaining mm-hmm. the world. Like, you got to entertain all these men. Not even at a point of insecurity. It's just a point of, like, I know that's her job, but, like, if that's what you look for, then that's cool for you. But, like, for me, I wouldn't want that. Like, What do you look for? Like, a woman with some integrity, integrity you know? Like, uh, or even just, like, some some bit of humbleness, like, not saying as in, like, they are a celebrity or humble, but, like, some girls, you know, still be turned, not celebrity, just big-headed, like, no humbleness, like, so, but mostly integrity, you know, mm-hmm. some spirit, some personality, like, you know. But didn't you say you like multiple women? You're not, like, a one-girl type guy. Yeah, but, like, not to the point where I'm just wilding out here, you know? Mm-hmm. It's more like a, it's more like a. Just a bit of honesty, like, yeah, I might love this girl. I might just like this girl. <clears throat> so maybe they should meet each other, if, like, if they enjoy that. But if not, then it's cool. But, like, I'm super-duper honest. Like, since that last relationship, I'm super-duper honest. Mm-hmm. So I'll be all the way up front. You just try to be transparent. I'm very transparent. Like, <clears throat> I'm so transparent. Like, girls hate it sometimes. But it'd be like, you got to respect it. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we was talking about Drake earlier. Do you think that Drake music is, is pop music or is considered hip-hop music? No, nah, it's hip-hop. He rapping. Like, actually spitting. Like, real bars. Bars that make you say, damn, why well, I ain't thinking of that? Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's actually, that's definitely rap. Mm-hmm. For sure. He make pop music, but he's a rap artist in my in my eyes, mm-hmm. at least. Man, ATL Jacob, man, we appreciate you for stopping by the Ball Alert Show. Anything else you got coming up? Man, I got a new song with Quavo coming up uh, called RNS. Stand for rich nigga shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, working on a Spanish project. I don't know if y'all seen I got a Spanish song on the charts right now. Oh, really? Top 10, yeah. What is it? By, uh... It's called Luna by Fade. Okay. Me and Fade. Mm-hmm. It's fire. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And um, just... Future still, we still cooking up, so we just working. Is there mm-hmm. anything else outside of music that you want to get into? Like, I want to. So I'm, I'm doing a snowboard competition in France. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I probably I may do. It. I didn't, I didn't agree to it yet, but mm-hmm. so I think I'm gonna get more into snowboarding. I like snowboarding. that's nice. Yeah. I want to get more into fashion too. Okay. Cause like, you know, I like I tried a stylist one time. Mm-hmm. I say like for like three months, it ain't really work. So whenever you see me, I like be fresh as fuck. I do that every time. So okay, okay, <laughs> all right, TL Jacob, Mister, put that shit on. Mister, <laughs> put it on. And what about the screen? Any acting or? Oh yeah, I definitely want to act. Uh, that's coming soon. Working on it. Mm-hmm. I want to do like any. I want to make it where like the soundtrack I work on. I'm in the at least in the movie or show or whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like at least have a cameo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Like yeah. if the fast when, when fast Me- twenty come out, you know. Right. <laughs> when Metro did the Spider Man and he had his part in there. But like this before he posted it when I seen the commercial, I was like, That's Metro talking. Yeah. And I seen him post it, I was like, Man, that's too hard. Would you say Metro is like kind of your um one of the guys who inspired you the most to do what you're doing? Yeah, it was like Metro and not just Southside, but the whole 808 Mafia, like, they beats was the beats. I was like, damn, these are crazy. Because at that time, they was the only ones sounded like that. Mm-hmm. Now the world sound like that to this day. Yeah. Over 10 years later, that's crazy. Wow. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, we appreciate you. We appreciate the story times and everything. You got to come back, man, because you. Yeah, you got some stories, you man. You off the chat. <laughs> <laughs> nah, crazy stories for sure. For sure, man. ATL Jacob on the Baller Alert Show. Cheers. Can't get enough of Baller Alert? Follow us on all social media platforms at Baller Alert. Log on to BallerAlert.com. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.